In today's podcast, we are going to have a conversation with business owner, Greg Garbus. He owns Leadership Martial Arts here in Hudson, Wisconsin, and is a member of Healthy in the Valley. Healthy in the Valley is a free digital resource for the entire St. Croix Valley. In each publication, you're going to find the area's best and leading business owners who are passionate about health and wellness in mind, body, and soul. So if you are local to the St. Croix Valley area, I invite you to grab your free copy by going to healthyinthevalley.com. It is filled with exclusive offers from the area's best. Now, let's get real. Hey there, studio owner. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears into creating a brick-and-mortar business that serves your clients and impacts the community you love. You are my hero. And I'm pretty sure we could sit down and talk like besties do because I get it. I've had my studio business for over 12 years, a handful of kids, and a few passion projects that I love, like this one. Hey there, I'm Melissa Rose, your visibility coach for the studio owner who wants more stellar clients coming through their doors, more bank in their bank account, and more time to hang out and be completely present with those they love most. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty gritty of running a successful studio business, sharing stories, talking strategy, and learning practical tips that leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to create your epic life every single day. So if you're a dance studio, yoga studio, Pilates studio, or a fitness boutique studio, you are in the right place. Add some kiddos into the mix and maybe a life partner. And I call you a rebel woman. Ready to dive in? Let's get real. All right, everybody. We have Greg Garvis here with Leadership Martial Arts of Hudson, Wisconsin. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Visibility Podcast, Greg. Thanks, Melissa. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. We are so excited to hear about your story and about Leadership Martial Arts and how you serve our community so well in the St. Croix Valley. So let's dive in. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to know what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, that was a great question. I I prepared for... um, but honestly, uh, I, I couldn't recall, other than maybe being a baseball player, as every nine-year-old boy wanted to be, I think, yeah. uh, at least when I was growing up, um, I couldn't tell you. I was, I was really mostly just living for the next, the next time I could get out of school and go play baseball, go play football, go, go out in the woods, go hunting. Couldn't really tell you what I really wanted to be when I grew up. Really? I don't know if I, I, don't know if I ever wanted to grow up. Amen. Okay. So are you local to this area? No, my folks moved around a bit. So I, I, I was um, born in Minneapolis and then we moved to La Crosse and then we moved to New Jersey and then we moved to Milwaukee and then we moved back to La Crosse. My mom and dad are from the La Crosse rural area. Wow. And so spent about 10 years in the Milwaukee area and then before senior year in high school, moved to La Crosse, back to La Crosse. So wow. I consider the La Crosse area the hometown area, but we've been here for about 22 years now. Miracle. Okay. So too funny. So um, maybe baseball, did you have a position that you liked? Oh, on the field, any place, any place, just get me on any, the field. Just, okay. just to be playing, just to be in the game, you know, um, <laughs> not, not in school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some things moving my body, you know, moving my body. Okay. Awesome. The, yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's dive into your business. Tell me about you. Tell me how it started. Tell me why. Yeah. So I was playing as an adult, I was playing uh, softball, if you can imagine that. Um, <laughs> and uh, I had a buddy, I had a buddy of mine who wasn't playing softball. And he said, hey, Garvis, hey, there's this Taekwondo club in, and this is in West Salem, Wisconsin, where 
where we're living at the time. And so I'm, what am I, 21 years old then? And he says, hey, you got to try this Taekwondo stuff. And I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me finish the softball season. So this is August. So I said, so early September, I jumped into my first class. I grew up as a teenager watching the the uh, Kung Fu TV series. And I couldn't tell you this back then, but intuitively, I wanted what that actor had and what he portrayed. And so, you know, that clicked into me when he said that. And I thought, yeah, okay, let's go. Uh, about that time, I was getting a little bit maybe burnt out on the sports scene as a young adult and realizing I needed to shift some friendships and uh, some lifestyle choices. And so this was just a great time to run into martial arts. So I got into my first class and it's been 40 some years ongoing. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the guy who got me into it quit and I just kept going. Isn't that funny? I love that. Okay. I call you a late bloomer though. So that you didn't yeah. really get into this until 20-ish. 20-ish, yeah. Yeah. And back then, back then, there was very few kids in martial arts. Absolutely. It was, it was mostly young guys, some, some, some women, but mostly young guys who just wanted to work out and right. you know, kind of thump things. And yeah, so, uh, but, but late bloomer, yes. Yeah, definitely. I love those stories of late bloomers because they usually end up being pretty fierce and awesome. Uh, I have a dancer friend who didn't start taking a dance class until college, but he just soared. And his first show was a Broadway show as a swing dancer. And that's, that's hard to do. Uh, you got to be good to do that. But it is just so fun to see. Like, so when people come to me like, Oh, she's kind of late, you know, she's five. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> you got lots of time to make up. You can, you can, you don't need to, Start at three, five, seven. You can do it when you are ready and excel really big. Okay, so so you got into it at twenty ish. So when when did you get the idea, or, or in your mind did you start percolating the idea of running your own business? I think you know I look back on it, and I, I look back on on when I was age ten, I was organizing the bike clubs in the neighborhood. I was making a list of here's the gear you got to have to be in our bike club. You know, I was the guy on the phone when we had phones on the wall and cords. And I was the guy calling around the neighborhood, getting the next ball game together, you know? And so I, I looked back and I had some of the talent back there to, to kind of get things going. But otherwise, I, I just saw what my instructor was doing in my 20s. And then he invited me to help out with a women's self-defense class. I was going to college at the time as well. And so I, I was I, going to college. I wanted to be in, I hadn't declared a major. I wanted to help people in some way. And so I saw I saw the lights coming on with these ladies who were in this women's self-defense class. Holy cow, the power that they were just bringing out and the cathartic cathartic um, experiences that they were having. I thought, oh, my gosh, I got to be involved in this in some way ongoing as long as God will have me. Mm -hmm. And so then I graduated college. I moved to the middle part of the state, uh, Nielsville, near Marshfield. And I was working at a, at a treatment center, residential treatment center for kids there. And there was no martial arts there. Well, there was a club, but it just didn't, um, it just wasn't what I was looking for. So I'm like, well, I got to start my own then. So I started my own in 1990. It's amazing all the little places you find to have classes and stuff as you start working your way, you know, into owning your own real brick and mortar place. So just along the way, I think I just had that in the back of my mind. I wanted to teach. I wanted to provide for other people. And, and then at some point, um, I thought, hey, you know, I run, we ran into a business system related to martial arts and we realized we could do this full time mm -hmm. and, and make a bigger impact. So a little trickling along, along the way from 1990 all the way up through 
2006, we ran into that business system and that training. And so it's been a whole different ballgame since then. So you started in Nielsville, Wisconsin, which is central Wisconsin. You're in Hudson right now. So can you explain that transition or that's that journey a bit? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I was in Nielsville. I, I graduated from college with a, a degree in therapeutic recreation. And I'd gone through drug and alcohol treatment myself. So that was one of those lifestyle things, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was picking up what you were putting down. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what it was. And um, I realized, boy, I, the kind of work I, I was working in a factory for about six years after high school. I just wasn't college material right after high school. And so then I, I developed perspective through that. And then um, I, I just went to college looking for some someplace where I was helping people. So then I went off and worked um, at this treatment center for about eight years, eight, nine years. And I was leading the kids in bike trips and rock climbing and boundary water canoe trips and okay. teaching them how to use their leisure time that might be more useful than what they were doing out on the, the streets. After so many years of standing there holding a rope in the blazing sun, looking up and getting a knot in my neck, I realized, hey, I'm getting older and I don't want to keep doing this the rest of my life. And I thought instead of working with groups in therapy, I wanted to start working with individuals. So I I did some some research and found out that for me anyway, getting a, a master's degree in social work was the thing to do so I could be a therapist. So I went back to college. This is age 38. Went back, got my master's degree. Then I started working with people, um, families and, and marriages and, and individuals as well. And that led me uh, to come up to Polk County, where we're living now. And work with human services in Polk County. And then I worked in Pierce County Human Services. So that's kind of how we got to here. That's how you got here. And then you opened your leadership martial arts when? Yeah, we, we opened up uh, in uh, 2002 in Amory. And we, we live just south of Amory. So, yeah, it was about a year or two where I wasn't teaching any classes. And I was driving my wife nuts. And she said, you know, just go out and start something. Just go, yeah. go do it. And so, um, so that's what I did. I I formed, uh, it was in um, August. I'm a believer in starting small and then working your way into, you know, building it bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see so many other people start out big, all this grand build out and all, you know, high bills, high loans. And a lot of people go under. That just didn't make any sense to me. So we started in our backyard. We had this great big butternut tree that loses its leaves really early in the, in the fall. This is August. It wasn't quite fall. And I just kind of raked up all these leaves and made a little boundary. So we had this little room in our yard. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, we just started having classes there. And then once it got cooler, we moved into our garage. And then yeah. and then we started looking for space in the Amory area indoors, you know, mm-hmm. downtown. So so then we um we were doing that and I was I was using a business system that I I had seen my instructor use, which wasn't very good, but that's that's all I knew. So that's what I was I was plugging along thinking I wanted to do martial arts full time and reach a lot more people, but I didn't have the right system. And so through a lot of frustration and then um, having three kids and working on a marriage and taking care of a home and all this kind of stuff, I realized I got to find something else that's going to make this uh, more worthwhile. And we ran, one of my colleagues in Illinois ran into this system and he started telling us about it. And so we all went to a training in Bloomington and that opened it up for a lot of us to um, be able to reach more people and, and actually take care of our family, do this as a full-time career. Right. So was it, um, was it a coaching system or was it a certification? What, what, what was it? That it was more you? of a business, more of a business system, taking 
business and psychology of the consumer, how consumers think and act, and and creating the the signups or the programs that corresponded with the way people buy, and charging a price that shows that we're worth it. I used to have a really low price. Part of that was my mm-hmm. expression of my self worth, mm-hmm. and some of it was that's the way my instructor did it. So I thought that's the way you did it. You know. Mm-hmm. I had to work through some money issues, yep. self-worth issues as uh, as we went along. I want so everybody, we, can we just pause there? Because that's yeah. a legit business thing. We go into our, our service, our passion. You know, we start, especially you and I, we didn't necessarily go to uh, like a physical therapist going to school for this or a chiropractor going to school for this. Like we, I studied dance since I was younger, you know, martial arts things too. You, you're in a studio type setting and you're, you're studying it. You love it. You decide you want to do it. You, you, you do what you know, you do what you have been around. Right. And, um, I, I did the same thing. I undercharged for many, many years. Um, that was a huge self-worth thing. It, it was my mom in the back of my head saying, how the hell am I going to pay for costumes? That makes no sense. Blah, 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 blah. And, and so therefore not charging for my time. And thinking, you know, just my dad always said, if you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life. And I believe that. However, there's nothing wrong with making money because when you make money, you can make more more of an impact. You're able to give more. You're able to provide more for your people, your clients, and your family. So it's very interesting to hear you say that as well. And and I don't think we're alone there. I think when we start our business, we love what we do so much and we want people to experience it. But when we don't charge properly. It's, it's, it doesn't work for anybody. Yeah, you're right. Jen Sincero, she said, a business is a personal development program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so you got to work on yourself. And if, if we follow John Maxwell's 21 laws of leadership, a law of the lid is one of them. And lid is, 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 is my ceiling, my developmental ceiling. If we're not going anywhere further, if I'm not growing and increasing my ceiling, you know, who I am or what I contribute to the, to the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you've been in Hudson now. How many years have you been in Hudson? So the story is we, we started in Amory. So I'm, I'm a serial starter. <laughs> I'm a serial starter. And I love it. I love the thrill of building and getting it going and make sure we start out right. And to be honest with you, maintaining things drives me up a wall. Well, that's an entrepreneur. We always yeah. start stuff. We always want to... So then we need our amazing team to keep us going. Amen. And God is good. I've got an amazing team right now. Yeah. So we started in Amory and we were there for a few years, went through the business training. All this time I was working for human services, drove through New Richmond. There really isn't a martial art place in New Richmond. New Richmond, I'm thinking New Richmond needs a martial arts place. So we open up in New, in New Richmond. So I'm working in human services. Then we're building an academy in, in Amory and then a new one in New Richmond. And again, I've got three kids a marriage to take care of and a house and well, you know, and so something's got to give. That's when, when we went full time. And then I decided River Falls needed a good martial art place. So we opened up in River Falls. So now we got three places, burnout, burnout yeah. came. And so we sold Amory to some of our students. And then eventually um, I got to a point where my kids were getting a little bit older and I, I, I wanted to be home with them and I was hitting burnout. So we sold all of the academies. Sold all the academies. I worked at a local hospital for four years as a social worker in the in the locked psych unit. I was working there. I wasn't in the locked psych unit. <laughs> I, was, I was working there. And, uh, great, great learning, great experience. But anyway, so then I 
it was four years and I was realizing that my time at working in the healthcare system, as we know, healthcare now was ending. I, I couldn't keep working in the healthcare system with the way they do things. So took some time off, a lot of prayer. And these little voices kept directing me back to get back into martial arts. And so reached out to the guy we sold River Falls to. And he said, yeah, I'm ready to let go of one. We bought it, moved it to Hudson right away. That was September of 2017. Okay. Then, you know, location makes a difference. And it, do, uh, it does. <laughs> it's been great. And we opened up, first of all, over by the Caribbean car wash. It's not called that anymore. No. Just across uh, the road uh, from uh, Dun, Dun Coffee. Uh-huh. And we were there for about four, three years, three years. And then we moved over here to Plaza 94 yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah, more visibility for sure there. Oh, it's yeah, it's great. Game great parking, great yeah. visibility, great traffic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so quite the story there where you built up these satellite locations or and then you sold them and kind of took a break from it and then bought one back to continue. So I, I'd love to pick your brain about that later on. Stephen Covey says you got to begin with the end in mind. And, you know, at some point we all will want to probably let go of our business and get out of it for whatever reason. And so you gotta, I want to sell it. I don't want to give it away. You want to sell it. Yeah. You sell it. <laughs> yeah. You put too much sweat. <laughs> yes. yeah, and it, 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 it's good for the other person who buys it to, to buy it, not mm-hmm. just have it given because then they've got skin in the game. And Amen. They're gonna hustle. Exactly. Yeah. The hustle, yeah. The, the, so much. You got to be able to hustle. Yeah. But that's what happens with a lot of businesses. They either die away with the owner, you know, or they close shop or, or they give it to their kid and, and, and that's great if, as long as there's, you know, but yeah, no, I want to sell my business. That's the goal. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when, when was a moment, Greg, that yeah. you knew that you could do anything for me, it was when I signed the loan for my build out on my commercial space and I, I did it myself. Like I was single, I, my divorce was final and I didn't have anybody else doing that. That was all me and working with the bank, like a big girl. And I walked out of there and went, okay, if I can do that. <laughs> I can do anything because that was, that was, that was a big deal. So tell me about you. You know, that, that it's a great question. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a time. Well, I trying to think of this all, all of a sudden time that um, I could do anything. There are just little pieces along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And for me, a lot of it goes back to my faith. I had no idea as a kid. I had and a young person. I had no idea. This is what I'd be doing. I Nothing. It's out of the blue, out of the blue, really. To, for me, it's got to be a God thing. He, he put me here and um, I just do my best to follow and be obedient and turn things over to him. But um, I remember about 18 years ago, we were struggling and I just, you know, kind of just said, we're, you know, if, if this is what you want us to do, send more people. 20 more people came in within the next three weeks. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So if he is for me, if he is for me, I just got to hustle and it'll work out fine. So I think that was probably the first time. And then otherwise, otherwise, just little things you learn along the way. We have a mindset coach and working on your mindset is so important. Being able to work through the anxiety of the ups and downs in the roller coaster, you know, are so important. And if you keep your focus on where you want to go and what you're building, then that helps get you through the mind, the, the, uh, the anxiety of, you know, low numbers and, and what's going on with society and stuff like that. So really, it's been little pieces along the way that we've brought in or that, you know, people have been put in front of my, my path. When you talk about a mindset coach, is that for you or for your team or for your community? Talk to me about that. Yes. I've been working with coach Bob for 10 years. 
And when I first went to one of his seminars, it, it's completely different than, you know, a lot of people go and they get an agenda at a seminar and there's no agenda. It's just, it, it's pretty authentic. He, he comes from the Vietnam gen, uh, jungles where he was walking point mm. with, the, with the canine corps. And so they were the first ones to be targeted. And so he, he brings his experiences, the psychology and the brain work from that experience to survive and work through the anxiety. And then he's been doing this for 40 years for business owners, a lot of different businesses. And he, and he teaches you about how to, you got to stay focused on where you're going. We call it a B. You're going from point A to point B, your B. And it's got to be built. It's got to be time specific. It's kind of like a smart goal, if you will. But it helps draw you through that, the anxiety or the anxious times and keeps you focused. I think that's where a lot of people, you know, stop either a fitness program or building a business or especially um, direct marketing or a, a multi-level kind of thing. There's a lot of good, a lot of good programs, a lot of good businesses, but a lot of people don't know how to stay the course through that anxiety mm-hmm. and, and keep going. I think it's interesting that you call it anxiety and I see where you're getting that. So, you know, that the roller coaster of like, it's going well and oh, now it's not. I also think they don't stick through the boredom of it because so much of business is consistency and showing up day after day, doing the same thing with excellence. And it doesn't really, I mean, once you get your stuff down, it's, it's kind of boring. Yeah, in, you're right. You know? That's a so, good point. So for, for me and, and for you, you know, who like to start things and I get, I do get bored. So that's why I have so many spokes to my business. <laughs> that's why we're, that's why we're here right now because I, this is a, a boredom idea that the healthy in the Valley that came to me. And I was like, I think this is a really good idea and I love it. And, and it works and it fits in the business book, but the consistency of it, like we get, we get bored with the consistency factor. And if we don't have team to help us with that, stay consistent, that's where things fall off the, you know, the wagon falls off the wheels. Well, I think you nailed a big one right there. You're right. Yeah. And if you got a team, then you've got to be the one reminding them about the boring things that they got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just listened to a Dave Ramsey thing. Like it was another podcast, but how do you get people to stay for years and years and years and years and years? And they have to be so bought in to the vision and the goals and the belief of your company. So at my little company, it is, we are the highlight of your week. Your little dance class every week, whether you're 72 or two years old, is the highlight of your week. And what does that mean? Like, we are that safe place for those kiddos or that outlet for those kiddos or that that just change up the, the routine of monotony of that 60-year-old, you know, who's retired and, you know, needs something to get out of the house, you know. Um, your job as a staff member is so important to create that highlight of the week whatever that means for that family, you know? Yeah, we've got a mission here too. And and we shifted about three years ago to focus directly into leadership. Yeah. Anybody who's going to be here is going to learn how to be a leader on their level, you know, where they can. And so that we've got a team of people who've come through that now. And are, it's just been so fun working with a team of leaders. And, and our mission is to support family, support parents. We know what parents are, and families are going through. And if we can help, if we can help reinforce so we have some some 10, 10 tenants or 10 character points that we focus on throughout our 10-week rotation. And if we can help parents with getting consistent messages out to the kids about respect and humility and integrity or honesty mm-hmm. and you know commitment and punctuality and gratitude and things like that, 
And then we see, and then we see it in class and we hear about the stories when the child is at home and they, the parent sees, mm -hmm. sees that they're being supported. Um, and we see the light come on in, in kids' eyes, like um, they're struggling and, and they just haven't found that outlet that matches their energy, their energy flow. And, and now they've, they've met it here and uh, they come alive. So many of us live for that. Mm -hmm. and, and so many of the people on our team, I see that they've got stuff. They've got some somebody inside of them that's waiting to get out. Mm -hmm. And so this service to other people in, in this modality helps release that as a leader in them. And I think, I think they, they love it because they get to serve and they love it because they get to get served. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just talk a little business. Like who is your ideal client? Who are the people that are coming in your doors that you love to serve? Yeah. Great. Um, families with kiddos ages three to 20, a lot of parents are looking for some support, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so that's what we're there to help them out with. One of the things we've been after for the last couple of years, I've got a mentor out in Rhode Island and they've been way along this line, this, this path for, for a long time, but um, their, their mantra is no awkward teenagers. So what that means is, you know, you get to, you get to be a teenager and you, you you're, you're bumbling. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to talk. You don't you, all this kind of stuff, you know. And so what they've discovered is that if you get the kids involved, you give them a script or you tell them what to say and you let them do it in small groups, groups of two or three. And then little by little, you've got them out in front of a group of uh, the whole class and you're teaching them how to use their voice and use their body to build confidence. Mm -hmm. And so the mantra is no awkward teenagers. Right now, we're really we're really after that teenage crew to help them be confident and get out in front of class. And then we also want to, hopefully this, this transfers into their other parts of their lives. And we've been hearing that it does. And we've seen more of these kiddos see what other kids are doing. And now they're coming to us wanting to join that program. It's called okay. our Delta program. Okay. And um, that's where we teach them how to use their voice. And we practice over and over and over with other people in Delta. It's been so fun. That's been our focus. Then the other focus is three to five-year-olds, five to seven-year-olds, and then seven or eight-year-old and, and older are, are people in the regular martial arts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So families ages three to 20, kids okay. ages three to 20. All right. Since this is a visibility podcast, what is a visibility strategy that you have been using for your martial arts studio that you're like, yes, this has been really working for us. Yeah. And then just share a little bit about that for other business owners who might be listening. Through the last three years, we, we had something called Buddy Week. So uh, our current members could, could invite a buddy and just experience class. And that was enormous. That was enormous. And we were one of the only places that were open. And so we had we were we were overworked, honestly. It was really cool. And so that's that's been a big deal. It still is a big deal. It's it's tapered off a little bit now that yeah, it's tapered off a bit. We took kind of took the summer off. We were burnt out. And I wanted to make sure our staff had time and me to enjoy the summer. So yeah. we, we cut back on classes. We cut back on our marketing. And uh, we've, we've been hitting it again now in, in September and October. The buddy week was kind of a big deal and, and helpful. And that's, if you can do that, uh, bring a friend to dance, bring a friend to your studio, bring a, you know, that we do a first class free. That's really great visibility for us um, to getting out there too. All right. So um, you, you shared this great nugget about the um, numbers and data and keeping us on the roller coaster. And you had some other great nuggets within the, within the podcast here. You said you have some 
a workshop coming up or something that you wanted to share, a promotion that you had coming up? So the nug- the nugget we talked about earlier was we get caught up in in looking at the numbers and we got to hit our numbers and I don't know, you know, we get anxious about that. Um, I've had my share of nights waking up at two in the morning and wondering how am I going to hit my numbers? And, you know, at some point um, you realize that takes the joy out of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. The numbers are important. The numbers are important. Then I realized, I forget where I got this, but we just started focusing on serving people. And if we do a great job with, with serving people, the people will take care of our business. The numbers will play out. We might have low, low monthly numbers sometimes, but um, honestly, when we have more joy in what we're doing, we're going to serve better and with more energy. And that, that, that's just been carrying us through quite, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Who's the owner, uh, CEO of Chick-fil-A? His name is, it's on yeah. the tip of, yeah. yeah. And he says, don't worry about getting bigger, worry about getting better and your customers will demand that you get bigger. Oh, amen. And that. when I heard that, I was like, that's all I need to worry about today. How am I going to be amazing? What am I going to do to be amazing today? And my audience will do it. The other one that really helps me is, is if mama isn't having fun, nobody's having fun. So, <laughs> and, and it's so true. Even when I'm teaching, if I'm loving the dance or loving the music, if I'm just having a blast, the students are having a blast. Yeah. yeah. If mom's not having fun, nobody's having fun. So yeah, I think, I think a lot of them, a lot of the kids, I think a lot of the parents love seeing, seeing us yeah. with our energy unleashed yes. and, and having joy. And they, it's like, we give them permission to experience that too. Yeah. And our staff too. When our staff, like I have one team member last year that the parents were like, I don't know who's having more fun, the teacher or the student, because <laughs> she was just so fun to watch teach. She was just having a blast. And, and that's what you want. You want your, you, you just, we need that energy. We need that goodness. And, and when you're shining your light so bright, it's just, it's just the best. It's just the best. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So you have a martial arts class for women, a self-defense class coming yeah. up. Yes. Talk about, talk about that. Yeah, we have, um, uh, let's see, November 28th, it's a Monday, and in Hudson, we've got a women's self-defense class coming up. Uh, we generally do those quarterly. Okay, so and that's a one-night thing? Two-hour seminar, yep. Awesome. However, I've gotten some input, and I've been thinking about this for a while as well, so it's time, it's time in January, we're going to put together a four-week a, a four week thing for anybody who's brand new to any of our women's self-defense and past past participants so they can come in and do four weeks. We're going to do 30 to 45 minutes where it's fitness. It's some stretching. We're going to put some yoga in there. There's going to be a little bit of self-protection or self-defense pieces in there too. So people come in and maybe get a spark, get sparked with their fitness, just some different ways of moving the body and, and thump, you know, getting the heart and the lungs going, some yoga, some stretching, and then, you know, get some reminders or some new information about how to keep yourself safe just to keep, you know, keep your brain Keep your thoughts on how to how to stay alert, how to stay safe in your life. I tell a lot of our participants, it's important, to, you know, those self-defense or that stuff. First aid and CPR classes, taken once every two years. How many people really know what to do after, for in two years, that's the only training you get? Yeah. Hardly anybody. So it's important, I tell our participants, it's important that you have some sort of a drip or some sort of an exposure on a regular basis, weekly, monthly, that just has you thinking about, okay, what would I do in this situation? All right, mm-hmm. if this is happening now, I'm sitting in my car and this would happen, what would I do? You know, what did I learn in the class? So just stuff to kind of keep it mm-hmm. on your mind from time to time so it can actually be useful for you. So we're looking at doing that in January, but our next 
seminar is on Monday, the uh, November 28th. And then we've got uh, a family safety and self-defense seminar coming up November 13th in Hudson. It's a Monday night. And November 14th, a Tuesday night in New Richmond. Okay. And that's just getting the whole family together, talking about safety stuff and not just, you know, physical protection, but even, hey, how do you set up a fire drill at your home? Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, just a reminder to take your family through something as basic as that. Yeah. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes as well as website information and um, how to get a hold of you. So if you're interested in talking to Greg as a business owner or uh, learning more about self-defense classes or martial arts in the Hudson and St. Croix area, we will have that in the show notes. Before we sign off, Greg, what is saving you right now? I've been actually uh, coming through some burnout and and it's feeling great. And so I've actually, one of my daughters said, hey, dad, I'd like to try bow hunting. Mm. And uh, when they were younger, I I took them hunting. So they had had experience. So I said, okay, let's go. I used to do it. And so that got me back into it. So this last three months, I've been just focused on getting outdoors and getting back into that activity and being in nature. Yes. Sitting in a tree and just having time to think and observe and yes, yes, yeah. I am going to go and, for a walk right now and get yeah. in nature and just a little bit of coffee helps out too. Yeah, yeah, it does, but it's all good. Greg, it was so great to meet you via Zoom here and get to put a face to your business. Um, super happy to have you be part of Healthy in the Valley. For those of you that don't know, Healthy in the Valley is a resource for our community filled with exclusive offers by business owners that specialize in health and wellness in mind, body, and soul. So Greg has some offers inside Healthy in the Valley that are exclusive to Healthy in the Valley. If you want to grab that, go to healthyinthevalley.com and you can get all the offers from all the amazing businesses that are part of it this season. So please take advantage of that. And Greg, thank you so much for being on the Brick and Mortar Visibility Podcast. This has been a lot of fun, Melissa. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. We will see you here, same time, same place, next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh, you're still here. You are such a rebel woman. I have to meet you. Come on over to the Rebel Women Tribe on Facebook, created for brick and mortar business owners just like you. In this group, we empower, encourage, and support each other. And every week I come in and share with you a tip, tool, or strategy that I'm learning in my brick and mortar business to help you in yours. And you guys, this is the real stuff, the nitty gritty in real time of what's going on. So come on over to the Rebel Women Tribe on Facebook. I can't wait to meet you. 